Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there, my name is Miles Jupp and I'm just interrupting you as you listen to whatever it is that you actually want to listen to to tell you about the second series of Middle Please Umpire. Middle Please Umpire is a podcast that I, Miles Jupp, if you weren't concentrating when I first introduced myself only moments ago, that's not a criticism, your thoughts are your own and you must focus them wheresoever you yourself choose, host with Mark Wood, the 95 mile an hour bowling England playing World Cup winning Northumberland hailing cricket lunatic Mark Wood. It's another series of episodes of the two of us talking about cricket and indeed any other stuff that springs to mind both with each other and also with a succession of frankly illustrious guests. We lift the lid on Mark's life as an international sportsman, basically he spends a lot of time icing himself, and take you on a whistle-stop journey through the windmills of his mind. I, a mere fan, listen agog, giggle excitedly and try and draw comparisons with my own rather more mundane existence. All episodes of Middle Please Umpire are available right now from your favourite podcast providers. Hello and welcome to the Manchester United Redcast with me, Chris Curley. Have we all taken a breath? Have we all relaxed? Have we all got over the events of last week? Yeah, kind of, probably. Well, I'm going to find out if Dan Riley um, has this week. Dan, hello. Have you recovered from the events of last week? Yeah, it's like, um, it's almost like that uh, bit in Dallas when uh, Bobby Ewing uh, woke up in the shower and uh, he was supposed to, no, he didn't wake up in the shower. He was supposed to be dead, but his wife, Pam, found him in the shower and he was alive. And the whole series had been a dream. Uh, it's a bit like that. Reference alert. Reference <laughs> alert. Old man reference alert. <laughs> Younger viewers might have to Google Dallas, the TV show, and uh, Bobby Ewing. I'll, I'll put it in a younger, it's it been a bit like Lost. Wasn't Lost Once a Dream? I think it might have been. Even that's probably too Still, if you're in your 20s, Lost is going to be a threat to you. Lost is, is literally going to be lost. Um, it's yeah, be lost. it's been it's been a bit of a bit of a bit of a weird dream uh, the last week. Um, we've come out of it, and um, I think probably what what I think is 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 the best thing to come out of it is a bit of the the fan action that we've seen. Um, it's been nice to see people sort of venting their spleen and. Um, the Arsenal fans, United fans. Um, and I, I just like to go on record and saying, I do believe these people are real fans. I don't buy this. They're not real fans. They are. Um, they're more vocal. They're a, bit, a little bit more proactive. They might, you know, go overboard a little bit, but that's because they're passionate and they care. Um, so I think that the the action that the fans have sort of felt they needed to do because of this uh, this proposed league I think will will be something that the clubs need to look at 
uh, because obviously I don't think it's it's gone away. I think these uh, these the, these plans have been mothballed, and there'll certainly be something um, uh, coming up. I'm sure in the next sort of um, few years, probably given UEFA a little bit to think about as well. I would have thought about how they restructure um, the the Champions League. So. It's curious, yeah. isn't it? I mean, first of all, that's the noisiest I've heard Arsenal fans for quite some time, right? <laughs> on Friday night. They made more noise outside the ground than they do in, really. Well, fair play to them for protesting. United were there on Saturday protesting on the statue. I mean, that's the big question, really. How long fans can get together in all the different factions and tribes of those fan groups um, for a common purpose and how long that can be sustained? Because... Cronky less so, but the Glazers have weathered the storm for 16 years. And I don't think they're going to change. I don't think we should suddenly expect them to go, oh, you know what, we've been so wrong the last 16 years with our policies. Uh, you know what, you're absolutely right. I'm so sorry. Here, we're going we're gonna to do everything different. What do you want? What do you want? Come on in. Eh, we'll sort everything out. I just can't. I just can't see it. So that's why we have to think of a plan that is concerted to stop spend uh, in terms of if you do go, you know, you can protest inside the ground, but don't buy anything inside the ground. All those things, I think we need a plan of action to address. And I'll be honest, this morning I read that Eric Bailly is going to sign a new four-year contract. And the alarm bells went off about the summer spend with that, because Eric Bailly, as much as we like the qualities that he does have on the pitch, since 2017, 2018, he's only played 37 league games. Now, if I didn't turn up for work uh, that often, I'd have got sacked. I certainly wouldn't be renewing your contract when I got a chance to get rid of you. It's, it's Woodgate-esque, isn't it? The, uh, the Those kind of numbers. Um, it's, it's a worry that... Yeah, and I these there's there there was a I think we touched upon it last week on the pod on the, the on our on the emergency pod about that how I'd 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 read a, an author who I follow on Twitter say how you must never underestimate how badly people who run football clubs are at running football clubs, and you think back to some of these deals that like club owners put players on like the length of the contract and you just think why are you putting them on such a long deal i don't understand who's going to come in and try and get that player like yeah. if you're going to give by a contract give him a year like maybe top but even, even what are you going to learn any differently about eric Bailly? how do you know he's only going to stay fit right um you're compromising straight away you're compromising and it's that's it, but if that's that's the thing I'm surprised about because I think they could come out and actually go. Listen, we've spent one billion pounds on players since Ferguson left, right? We've spent it. You know what, fans? We've spent it really badly. We've not done a good job. We've not invested that properly. We put we we realised that a couple of years ago. We've got this new structure in place. That new structure bought Bruno Fernandez. It bought Harry Maguire where we can get value since Ollie been here. That's what we decided to do. If they communicated it so that we would know, they, they would say what we know and what we talked about. I think that gives them a chance to not come on side or anything, but there's a group of fans there who we've got to keep with us in terms of protesting, 
But that kind of thing, from a PR perspective, I reckon could appease quite a few people. So in one way, I don't want them to do it. But if they were more communicative about those kind of things, um, we'd all feel a bit better. However, I'm contradicting myself all over the place here. The, but the, the, the buy thing, Chris, right? The buy thing. So, like, just in terms of sort of, like, in terms of the reasons for that. Now, I'm trying to think. So could it be that they feel that if we have a, you know, crisis of, of an injury crisis at the back, um, that he needs to step in? Because we've got Maguire, we've got Lindelof, we've got um, Tu and Zabi, um, we've got Phil Jones still knocking about, although that's just become a bit of a joke. And then you've got Bailly. So are they fearful that if something happens to Maguire, then we don't have the backup? So my and, and are they thinking that by by having by as a as a squad member currently they don't need to to pay a fee for someone to replace him so they could be thinking right to replace by the level of his player you're talking 40 40 million just to put someone in who is a squad player so i guess they must have done the maths because they do. But that's the problem, isn't it? Mm. Because what they did last summer is buy squad players, mm. not really players and players put pressure, but not players to overtake the people in the team, right? So your policy is basically you're describing Donny van der Beek, really, mm. right? And again, I don't get it. I don't. I don't get it. If you're going to run a football team that wants to win, I get it. If that's your policy, whereby you don't want to spend loads of money, but you want to keep your top four place. Look at the last six, seven years or so in the summers. The summers where we've made the Champions League, they've not invested. The summers where we needed to kick on and get better to win the league, they haven't invested. Everybody remembers the Fred Dallow Grant summer when Jose uh, finished second the previous year. And he also had to remember, you know, Zlatan had been injured and was probably out for a lot of the time. Yada yada yada. So they don't they don't want to invest to win because actually I think they realise investing to win isn't worth it because you don't make the money back on the investment. Mm. And that's it's as simple as that. So uh, you know, do you look at Bayi? I go, well, are you going to sign Pau Torres or Kunde to really make us win the league? Are you are, are you keen to do that? I mean, that's that's the that's the crucial summer. And I don't think you know. Do you think the Glazers are going to go? Oh, I know what I'll do. Oh, you're right, fans. I'll spend all this money all of a sudden. You're more likely to double down and do nothing. Well, the, uh, all I'd say is is that we we know that <clears throat> any Manchester United manager under you know under has has to deal has to deal with the business side in a pragmatic way. So, could it be? And this is the, this is a possibility. If if. That if there is a budget and and the and the first team um, you know coaching staff have decided that the the budget might be better spent elsewhere, and that we can with, I, I still think with if you had better midfielders in that team, a Lindelof, Maguire, Shaw, Bat Wambasaka, Bat four can absolutely compete for the league. So. I'm hoping that what they've decided is we're not going to go big on a centre-back because they don't feel that the that, that is where the, the area that 
probably needs the however much was it 70 they were talking about which obviously we know is too low anyway so maybe they've just decided look we can't use any of that on the defense so it's going to have to go somewhere else i'm hoping that's what it will be because i do think there are signs for me that maybe Maguire and Lindelof, with less work to do because we're better we're forward, yes. could, could be enough. I think they've definitely been better as a partnership since Henderson's been goalkeeper. Mm. I think the last couple of months, I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, Henderson pushes them up the pitch, talks mm. to them all. Mm. Henderson's actually better with his feet than De Gea at times. I mean, so we, I think, is it a fait accompli, Chris? Do you think Henderson's the man? I mean, he's got the hats. I mean, he's what? got the hats. So while he's wearing the hats and the gloves, and obviously Ed, 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 and the Ed and the I, money I, men are thinking he's going to sell some hats. I'm gonna, well, I'm going to stand by what I said a few weeks ago that whoever played against Brighton was going to stay, and he was the one he was going to go with. And I think that's true. I think you know, I think they probably want three fifty k off the books, maybe, um, and what they're spending on goalkeepers. And if you're going to deploy investment into the squad you're right where is that best suited now we have had five nil nil draws this season in the league which is more than anybody else and the games where we've dropped points we've missed loads of chances so for me the priority is a number nine in Mm -hmm. in the team that's the priority for me um and a central midfielder who can pass it they're the priorities and and do do we think chris that the nine could be cavani well, if you, if Cavani stays, then yes, he's the one. But I don't mm-hmm. think he'll stay. If right. Cavani stays, then you can buy a 22-year-old and, and, and back it up or maybe you pers- and persevere with Martial. But I think the word is Cavani's just not going to stay. Is that, you know? is that, is that, that's kind of a... That's, that's, that's a... like as strong as strong can be in terms right. of this thing yet. And, you know, I, I, they think, they think maybe if he wins the Europa League, it'll encourage him to do one more year. But I, I would be surprised because also... Um, I'd be surprised if Cavani now stayed with all the stuff that's come out about him wanting to go to Boca and, and be up nearer home at his age. He has nothing to prove here. Um, so maybe that's where the priority is. But we're talking about the money they can sell, right? And But the big question, obviously, is Pogba. Mm. You know, what's going to happen if Pogba does leave? Now, the, the, the bet is, do you... Do you let him run his contract out for another year if you can't replace him? Because if you sell him for sixty, it's going to cost you more than that to replace him. Do we so, think anyone? Do we think anyone currently, though, Chris, can afford him? I, I can see him staying. I can definitely see him staying. Probably, well, that's interesting. Probably not. I think. I just think that's what's. That's what's. The the worst thing for Paul Pogba <laughs> was the. I mean, the but the pandemic was like that was it. That was that was that did, did yeah. for him. That absolutely did for him because that meant. And that, like, what are we now? What's he now? 28? 28, 27, 28, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like he's, I think he's he's got to look at it and think, I'll sit tight here and, uh, and and we're improving. I think he's, I don't think, I don't think he's not enjoying playing when he plays. You know, it, no, but it, I, would, I, I would go, if Dan James is playing ahead of me at Leeds... Yeah, but that's a, that's a that's a that's a resting that's a resting situation. He wants him on. He, he's wanted for the you know that that's that's. I wouldn't read. Wants him fresh for Thursday. Yeah, hundred percent. I would. I I wouldn't rest. I wouldn't. Sorry, I wouldn't re- read into that. Um, I don't. I I think for for me, it's it's it's. I'm thinking. So look, I think we've got to be realistic here. 
if Cavani's going and Haaland's just going to be far too expensive, might not even go this summer, who are those players, the strikers, like just under that top level? Because I think as well, Lewin, Calvert-Lewin would be too expensive. So if we wanted to get a striker in, could could Ollie Watkins be a possible I mean, are we talking, are we talking, is it time to find a player that you kind of do what, what, what Klopp did with, with a lot of those kind of players that we weren't sure that were going to, going to be good enough. It's finding a Bruno, isn't it? It's finding that player that. It is. It is. And I don't mind that policy to an, to an extent. For me, I just think you've got to get Harry Kane. Okay. Yeah. I mean. I and think I, whoever gets Harry, whoever gets Harry Kane wins the league next year. I really yeah. believe that. I think Harry Kane is the difference uh, to us winning the league and getting closer to City with the goals and what he would bring. He's guaranteed everything. He's guaranteed. I mean, one thing the Glazers did say about when they signed Tom Brady was we needed to learn how to win. That's what Tom Brady gave us. He gave he pushed everybody on a level. Mm. I think Harry Kane would have a similar impact at Old Trafford. He, he would. And I don't think he can stay. I don't think he can stay at Tottenham. I think Levy's under pressure. So you never get a better time to put Levy under pressure to get Kane out of there, right? In, in pressure from his own fans and in pressure from what money he might need. You watched that yesterday, Tottenham City. I mean, Tottenham are way off. and They are way off, right? From being anywhere close to where Kane thinks mm. he should be. There's no way that, that, that I, I just can't. I just can't see him going right. He could do the Alan Shearer decision. He could do it. He could do it, and you'd respect that. But a hundred million for Harry Kane, and bearing in mind, we could sell the Gaia, we could sell Lingard, and that would pay for two thirds of it. For me, it's like do it, get it I, done. I, I, I totally agree, but I think the other problem, Chris, is that. If they lose Harry Kane, it, it's it's kind of like it's. It, I think it's it would be it would be disastrous for them in terms of where they are because if they're going to do any kind of rebuild, he has to stay in that team. Yeah, but he's going. Look, Ryan Mason said, "Oh, we're four or five ways, four or five years away." Well, Harry Kane's 33, 34 by then. I mean, he hasn't. Why should he stay and do that? I don't know. I think you've got to try and ask the Look, question. Tell you what, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I, I'm absolutely, I, hundred percent agree with it. It's, and I think, and I think you're right. It should be something which should be explored. Um, and and even, other- you know, even you, 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 do you even say right? Okay, so here's a question. It's Harry Kane, and that's it, right? No one else. If Harry Kane came we'd be a team that was 10, 15% better. Correct. So I, so I would say if you offered me Harry Kane and no one else now, yeah, I'd say, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. And I'd even, I'd even take it with Lingard going and taking the money. I, I mean, I just think, because I think you just have to, you just have to promote someone up from the, you take, maybe you bring Garner back, you, you rejig that midfield and you say we're, we're putting it on Kane. We're putting that. We're putting the. We're literally putting the house on Kane. And I think you say it's like it would be. It would be 
it would be on that sort of similar thing of when we bought Van Persie, wouldn't well, it? As as football people, competitive people in in fans, that's what you'd automatically try and do, right? But the Glazers just don't think that way. <laughs> the Glazers don't. I mean, but maybe, but don't maybe you've said like maybe what you've said about Brady. Maybe that well, maybe that could be a lesson. Right? Maybe that could be a lesson. It, it could be, but that's all all about their sporting passion. And will to that they actually want to win again. Now I can see it in their home country, in their home state, in their home team in Tampa, which have had a longer relationship with than Old Trafford. So I can understand that. But they don't have the same. Doesn't come across as they have the same um, intention to win at Old Trafford the past eight years. And now they could argue that we did because we spent a billion quid. Well, you spent it badly. Then you don't know what you're doing, and that's another reason why you should be out. But but maybe so, from a PR perspective, they need something big this summer. Maybe they need they need that. Go, if we buy Harry Kane, we get the fans of our backs for another five years. That's just what I mean. This is right. what I'm saying. It's like the United fans have been bought off before. <laughs> yeah, but of course. But but this is what I'm saying. I mean, look, we we are all we are all at the end of the day. <laughs> beholden to this thing of wanting our team to win above yes. all else. So we are, we are a bit like, we are a bit sort of um, hypocritical because we would, if, if we bought Harry Kane in the summer, I think we would give them a, <laughs> a pass for a bit, wouldn't we? Because we just want to see how the team gets on with him in the side. It would, and um, I would, whatever, whatever I would do, I would try and do it earlier in the summer as possible. Hmm. Because I think the longer you, the longer it goes on, the less likely things are to happen, right? Especially with the Euros in the way. But the only way we get Harry Kane is, is if Harry Kane says to Tottenham, "I need to leave. I have to leave." That's the only way he's leaving. I think. Well, it's, Harry Kane I, has to make that happen, of course. And I guess one of the things that will be the be a factor there is who comes in as the coach. It's a factor also with contract negotiations for people like Pogba and Bruno that you're showing your sporting intentions for bringing mm-hmm. the best players. Yeah. You think in 18 months when Bruno's contract comes up, even less, he goes, what, you're signing some kid from wherever I've never heard of and we're still just playing the Champions League, not competing for it. Hold on a minute. The trick they've got up their sleeve is where else can they go at the moment? That's, that is in their favour. Whereas footballers are kind of, but hostages, but being a hostage, getting paid two hundred grand a week, I think you'll get over it. I would, I would, I, I think what will be interesting, Chris, is let's. I wonder what the first, if we do go for him, let's have a sweepstake on the first bid. I'm going to go fifteen million. <laughs> <laughs> fifteen million plus bonus plus bonus payments if he wins the Ballon d'Or. Another five if he wins the Ballon d'Or. Another five. Five hundred thousand for the FA Cup, all that kind of stuff. Um, all right, well, listen, that's enough Glazer talk for now. We'll come back in the second half and we'll talk about matters on the pitch coming up this week. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean. And more Steve McQueen. Check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. 
check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. Welcome back to the Manchester United podcast with me, Chris Curley. For the second half, Dan Riley is still here. Dan, you're still here. Thank you for staying. Because it's just you. My pleasure. Yeah, good. Um, ben Paul, if anyone has seen Ben Paul or Aaron Paul, um, please tweet in to at United Redcast. There are contradictory rumours flying all over the place about where he's been spotted. I, I, hear, I hear they've gone to a Christian name, uh, two Christian names as your uh, first name and surname conference. Have you, I've heard they've just gone fishing <laughs> with some chicken McNuggets and a few cans <laughs> of Stella. Raul Moat. Raul Moat. I mean, Raul Moat travel adventures. Might be uh, a new business idea as we come out of lockdown. <laughs> Themed adventures from criminals who got caught out and about. Um, ben would be onto that because we know he's got entrepreneur tendencies. Uh, let me uh, talk about Leeds yesterday very briefly because there was not a lot to say except that really felt like an end of season uh, match to me. Uh, I'll be honest. First half, I fell asleep. I nodded off. I'd had a big night the night before. <laughs> and I nodded, off. I nodded off. That's how that's how bad it was. It was pretty. It was pretty. It was just like a quality, wasn't that? I mean, that was simple. In the last third, Leeds have tightened up at the back quite a bit in the last few months, I think. Uh, but we just didn't. We just lacked quality in the final third. The one thing that was interesting watching Leeds um, was that they are very, very adept at the tactical foul. A bit like oh, City, yeah. and and it's obviously the Bielsa Guardiola thing, but and it's and it's something that really does it really grinds my gears. The tactical foul. Um, I know there's a guy on um, there's a guy, an interesting guy on Twitter called Michael Cox, who who writes. He he believes that some tactical fouls should be given a red, and I, and I think there's a there's a there's See, a I agree with this. If you sin, bin, sin bin concept, right? Of like if yes. you if you pull someone down and they're off, I think they should be off for 10, 15 minutes. I I I, I am starting again. The Super League come out with proposals like this. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've had a few more. They could have done properly. Mm. You go. You know what? This actually is a thing that is annoying for fans, and it would it would stop it in a heartbeat as well. Absolutely. When, when there's no intention to play the mm-hmm. play at the ball. Then, all right, 10 minutes, Simbin, you're down to 10 men. I mean, Laporte yesterday in the final um, should have been sent off for two bookings just like that. Yeah, I, did, I, I, I didn't I. I did see the – or one of them I missed because I, I was – They were pretty – they were very cynical. They were very, I mean, Busquets has made a career out of it at Barcelona. That's well, what Fernandinho he, as well. And common it, denominator here is Pep Guardiola, everybody. You might say he's reinvented the game. But he knows how to play the dark arts in such a way of these little niggling fouls that um, don't get clamped down on. But there, we, you have to also remember, we have the worst referees. I mean, how Mike Riley is still in the job conducting these referees. So the Chris Kavanagh uh, guy who at the West Ham Chelsea game, who sent off um, Walbana for kicking the ball, right? Was the same. He's the same Chris Kavanagh who decided to watch VAR that McTominay fouled Son two weeks before. Mm. This guy is not good enough. He might be a lovely fellow, nice to his grand, but he's not good enough to rep- um, referee Premier League football matches. The standard of refereeing is shocking. And also, 
you complain about VAR and it kills the emotion. I totally agree. Hate it. Never liked it. Was always against it from the start. So I feel vindicated. But the handball law is ridiculous, and the offside law is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I, I have to. I, I don't agree with you on the refs. So I, I think there's been some 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 bad decisions, but I think that happens. Um, I just think I just think there's, there's they're under they're under far 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 too much. There's too much. Well, you're being ref by committee now, right? Yeah, there's, it's their just power. They, they're paranoid. It's the one man's decision. They're, Always the they're one frightened. Man's... They're frightened. There's a pile in. There's a pile on. You know, on on the media, social media from them. You know, you go on you go on Twitter and you read some some tweets about referees and stuff like that, and it's just like, no, of course, of course. That's I just, I, I just, I, I don't. I, like I say, that they're they're fallible. They're they, they're incorrect. But I I don't think that I think the situation I, has made them. Perform, you know what, the players worse. The players need a lot of like criticism mm. as well for their behaviour. A lot of the time, uh, that is frankly shocking. The screaming and rolling around. You look at the Wolves Burnley game yesterday, uh, and you know what uh, Terore put the hand in the face and all all the stuff that was going on. But Jack Cork, to his credit, stayed on his feet. Yet Terore didn't get sent off. Cut back to Martial and Lamella at the beginning of the season. Lamella rolls around Martial. Yeah. I mean, McTominay in the same since. I mean, I know, I know. I've just been saying about their tactical fouling, but like McTominay did a did a bit of a pathetic roll around yesterday and. And it's like it's just it's become the it's become the default setting of a player to try and get the and, uh, his opponent booked. And why? Because there's so much money at stake. You know, the players and the managers have said we don't want VAR, we don't like VAR, we don't like the offside rule of VAR. But the owners, I've gone, no, no, we're fine with it because mm-hmm. the owners go two things. One, well, it protects our industrial risk. These things, so we're keeping it right. <laughs> two. We need to find a way of selling these adverts during the VAR breaks, which are sometimes three or four minutes long. Kachin, there's more money in this. That's that's what I think about about the VAR situation uh, sometimes. Uh, so, Noel yeah. Gallagher, just on that subject of you saying Noel Gallagher was on the radio yesterday after the game, and he was saying that he felt that wouldn't it be great if the fans protested this fervently against VAR? Um, I also well, I think, think we should see people protesting this this uh, uh, this vehemently against racism as well, and and there are there are a number of things which I think we need to get more up in arms about. Uh, totally, and the first thing is racism. That's on the to do list. Number one, number two should be VAR for sure, and how that is managed, and 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 what what what's it for? What's it about? Because. I don't know. I think the way through VAR is to improve the offside law. And my suggestion for the offside law is they take it from the armpit at the moment, but just take it from the foot. It's called football. You know, just take it from the furthest foot and the back foot. I say, I say, the line somewhere. I say, yeah, I think have a, you've got to have a gap. I think if any part of you you is level, you're on. It's well, it, by following that logic through, right? Mm. It's the same when the ball goes over the line. The yeah. whole of the ball has to go over the line well, for it to be a goal. So, therefore, by the same logic, the whole of the player should be past the last defender for it to be offside. Agreed. I look, also, I mean, I look, people, this is what football focus should be doing. They should be trying this in matches and coming up with solutions. But the other thing is, is 
because football is so um, systems and 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 teams are so well drilled these days, the the attacking football needs more of an advantage now because it we're starting to get. I feel we're starting to get quite homogenous football at times. You know where. Yeah, and I think the money. I think the money is part of that in terms of in the bottom half of the table. They've got to protect their investment, so they're going to play low risk football. I think pitch technology have improved the pitches. It's created that and created a different kind of footballer. No one's really talked about the pitches have, have changed the physicality and the technical aspects of the game. Um, there's there's lots of reasons where we're always move, we've moved forward in lots of ways, but at times you know um, football is in danger at the moment of being. Um, saturized, but there being too much of it, and I think every day of the week for me as a fan doesn't really work. I mean, you got you're making it less special. Um, I miss Saturday afternoon when there was four. Or f- everybody missed Saturday afternoon when there were four or five games kicking off at the same time. There's there's a lot going on. There's a lot of interaction. Was I bothered last night? At Aston Villa, West Brom? No, not at quarter past seven at night. No, not really. Um, I'm, I'm I'm getting psyched up for Line of Duty. I'm, I'm in a mental <laughs> zone for that on a Sunday night. Um, less said about Leeds, the better. We're coming up to a big week. Roma, Thursday, at home, Old Trafford, 8 o'clock. Uh, clean sheet, impeditive. Um, United season is basically though these two games at the moment. Yeah. And are we, are we going to see a return of Mike Smalling? I think he's still injured, you know. Right. Um, I so- think... My so, my my knowledge of, of Italian football isn't as good as it once was. What what are we talking here? You leave it, that is a code for leave it to you, Chris. Well, I basically, you. Chris, I'm saying I don't have got a clue. So are they any good? I used so, to have a Roma kit as a kid, so I've got a kind of little bit of a, a, a soft spot for them. I, I used to um I remember they had they used to have Falcao play for them back in the day. And, oh, that uh, is going back. Eh, yeah. eh, reference alert! Reference alert! Uh, you're allowed to go. You're allowed to go back as far as you like with uh, with footballers. You can. I'm just doing a callback because it kind of worked. <laughs> Come on, keep up. You're a professional. But, but who have they like? Have they got? Well, let me who, tell you a little bit about the danger wrong. man. So the danger man, obviously, they've got Edin Zeko playing for them. 34, 35. Oh my god, Zeko. Yeah, is it Roma? That's, there's a, uh, uh, there's an old reference for you. Well, he's someone to watch because he likes to go <laughs> Old Trafford. Yes. Um, so he's the one to watch. There's um Pellegrini is in midfield who is someone to look out for. I have actually just found out that Chris Smalling played yesterday, so he's fit. So Mike Smaldini, Michele Smaldini, may be um back at Old Trafford on Thursday night. We have been linked to his centre back partner, uh, Mancini, as a possible option. He's a more physical Vidic like type. So be interested about him. David Santon is there. He used to be at Newcastle United a few years ago at left back. Didn't really make much of an impression. David yeah. Santon, he went to Inter, right, after that. Is went that to right? Inter after that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, in Syria, doing that, you know, Inter Milan have had an amazing season and looked very good with Conte. Well, I did hear uh, Ashley Young Matt, was going to come back. Uh, Ashley Young was uh, coming back to um, play in, back in the Premier League next year at Watford. Ah, because didn't uh, one of our former boys almost sealed the title yesterday? Is that right? One of our former... Yeah, Damian scored. Damian. Um, 
But the thing about Roma is that they haven't really kept many clean sheets. They've conceded the most goals amongst Serie A teams um, up to 13th place. So, you know, United need to take advantage of that really in the home leg and keep a clean sheet. I think, you know, keep it. Yeah. When you're playing at home, first of all, keep a clean sheet. Even nil-nil's all right in a home leg, I think, because what scoring draw away from home, um, you know, you're through and you'd be in the final. And is the is the return going to be played in in Italy? Are they allowed? To, are they yeah, allowed I think to it's, um, it'll be back in in Stadio Olimpico, where Ronaldo for me scored one of our one of my favourite goals against them. Yeah, in the when he came out of nowhere from a skulls cop and leapt and headed the ball into the net. Two thousand and seven, two thousand and seven, eight, maybe it's eight nine. Can't round that time. No, I think I think it was the I think it was the wasn't it the round before. We lost final. to Milan. I think we lost to Milan the next round. I think it's that. Yeah, or maybe 0-6-7 then. You might be right, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Well, the following year, I mean, I when United played Roma and won 7-1, I was at that game that night because it was on my birthday. And um, for me, that was the best football, pure football, I'd ever seen United play in the flesh. I mean, they were extraordinary. I mean, Alan Smith had the game of his life up front. He ran them ragged. Yeah. Um, and it's, it was actually, Ronaldo got his first Champions League goal in that game. First ever Champions League goal. And that was, <clears throat> so was that was that the year? No, that was 2007. Yeah, so that must have been the return leg of the Ronaldo header. It might have been. Yeah, it, yeah. Might, it might have been. I mean, if you think about Ronaldo, actually, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, if Ronaldo had spent all of his career in La Liga, He'd have been way ahead of Messi. He'd have, he'd have scored loads more goals uh, by comparison. You know, he didn't start scoring. It took him three or four years to score 30, 40 goals a season at Old Trafford. Mm. You know, something to think about when you make that judgment of Ronaldo or Messi, who's better. Although Messi scored a goal last week, which was extraordinary. And if you haven't seen that goal against Villarreal, um, get online to check it out. Uh, we'll be back in the league, though, on Sunday. And I still think it's important to, you know, keep the pressure on City and keep as close as possible. But we have the big enemy at Old Trafford, Liverpool, Sunday Ooh. afternoon in May. Are we? How concerned are we that Liverpool might actually um, get their form together? I, I don't. I, I kind of think they're just out of sorts. I think they're, I think, I don't think they're, they seem to have, you know, they seem to have come back, a, you know, put a few games together, but um, I, I, I wouldn't, you know, I think we can, I think we can win it. I think um, more likely it will be a draw. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't see them sneaking in. I think um, I mean that last five minutes against Newcastle was hilarious. Quite well, frankly. I think that I think that might have done for them. I think it, that well, it clearly have... showed a lack of character. I mean, they got away with one with the dodgy VAR decision for the equaliser. When you think, God, I've got away with it, ah, the and then they carried on. God. It was funny though watching it. Yeah, I kind mm. of agree with you because I think United's team lineup might be um, dependent, obviously, of what goes on in the first leg because that's going to be more important the following week the following Thursday. 
So it might be Donny van der Beek gets a goal against Liverpool and Eric Bailly gets a goal against Liverpool just so Oli can get a bit of a barometer check on them and see how they cope in games like this. Wouldn't surprise me if those two got a run out against Liverpool because um, I don't think he's going to fundamentally change his system in the big games of Lindelof, Maguire, Fred and McTominay. Mm. I just don't think that's going to change. Um, and hopefully, you know, he'll play Cavani and play him for an hour up front and... And, and then change it again, maybe. But I think the goal, obviously, now has to be get through this semi-final and then um, get either Arsenal or Villarreal in the in the other one. Yeah, I mean, he could, he could. There's the there's the very very real prospect of all four European finalists being from England. Yeah, which is why Barcelona and Real Madrid want the big six because their leagues are done. Yeah, and that's their own fault. Never, it's never occurred to them to stop paying Minariola money and go, no, we're not paying it. Just, I mean, I don't know. It's when Rayola a couple of weeks ago came out and said, didn't he, that there's going to, I want the first million pound a week footballer. Well, you join the Super League at a guaranteed 300 million. You might get that. You might not get it now. Um, and that's the interesting thing that lies ahead because that Super League stuff has just been paused. It's not gone away. It's definitely not gone away. Um, hopefully it's gone away for a while it just shows that we have to be vigilant uh, predictions yeah, then for this week Dan on Roma and Liverpool let's have your score lines well I'm going to because because I because the nature of the Europa has been sort of quite open and um, lots of sort of decent end-to-end games I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to say that Roma are going to get one I'm going to go 3-1 United and um, I'm going to go 2-0 I'm going to go 2 0. And I'm going to follow it up with I think we're going to see another 0 0. I think we might see 0 0 as well, Liverpool, Man U. Yeah. I think that's possible. I, I think the scoring draw, I'll, go, I'll be a little bit less boring. I'll go 1 1. But I, would be, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if there's sort of, if that might be a first, you know, like 2 0 0 draws against uh, those two teams if, if that happens. Well, notoriously, United have, you know, when they've got places secure, they do slip off uh, form quite a bit those last few games of the season. They've done that before. I mm. wouldn't surprise me if they did it again. I mean, the goal for me is to finish less than 10 points behind City. I don't think it should be any more than that because bearing in mind we were 30 points behind last year, that's massive progress. And I think that says to everybody, you get me a centre-forward like Harry Kane, um, we can win the league. I think I think absolutely correct. I think psychologically, that you know, going into the next season, if you've won the league at a, at a canter, and uh, knowing how good you are, as, as clearly as City well, you, are, you know, you know, by you know where those points we know where those points were lost. Mm. You know, West Brom, Sheffield United, Everton. There's three straight away. Um, the downside of that, though, if you are under ten points, McGla- putting me Glazer head on, <laughs> Glazer's going. Well, we should have won it, shouldn't we? Why didn't you? Have the players? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the, the other thing. Yeah. So, you know, arguments either way. We'll just have to see what what happens. Um, another big week ahead for us all as Man United fans. Dan, thanks once again for having a chat. Pleasure. And um, well, we'll see you. Hear from you. We won't see you ever. This is a podcast. You're never going to see me. You're never going to see us. This will remain an audio experience to whoever's listening, whether that's Paul in Houston or Richard G in Cheadle, the breakdancer. Um, 
join us once again. Come on, you Reds. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at unitedredcast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.